Can I hear some of your Richard Simmons? I mean, he's just like, ha, ha, come dance with me. Like, it's very, like, high up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you consider yourself a funny person? I mean, sometimes, yeah, I hope so. I'm really good at making myself laugh. I'm well, just... you have to focus on making me laugh. Right, no, no, that, what, what I was going to say... I love Tina so much, but that bitch gets in her head. And it's so weird because back at home, she's like one of the top girls in New York. Please make me laugh. I hope I do that. For some reason in this competition, she cannot get out of her inner saboteur. You know, I was just thinking, re-watching this, this clip again, the conclusion or the, the, the idea that popped in my head was, I, I don't think legendary drag queen Tina Burner is going to make it to the finale. <laughs> Mary, if RuPaul has to ask you, do you consider yourself a funny person? That means RuPaul doesn't think you're a funny person. Right, right. And I, it's and it's interesting because I also feel like this is the challenge to show that you are. Like, I feel like Tina missed the opportunity to avoid that question. Like, if Tina, when, when, because the, the other version of RuPaul asking, like, are you a funny person, is RuPaul saying, well, give me a little bit of your Richard Simmons. Mm. And that's kind of where you answer the question of, are you a funny person? And so the fact that Ru even has to ask means the answer is already no, you know? Right. And I mean, obviously, workroom exchanges have been proven wrong with, I think, the most notorious or famous one is Ben de la Creme, where it was like such a disaster in the workroom. And mm-hmm. then. She won. But uh, I I was getting that this isn't going to be good. What I think is interesting that RuPaul was like, well, I don't really remember your Jennifer Coolidge. I'm like, that wasn't a bad Jennifer Coolidge. No, I actually kind of thought maybe she should have done Jennifer Coolidge instead <laughs> of Richard Simmons. I think there may have been at least a little bit more success. Right, um, right. In fact, I, why has no one done Jennifer Coolidge is really the larger question. But, oh, I you know, know. I know. Maybe we'll get to that later. But that was also the thought I had was, well, why has no one done Jennifer Coolidge? It's just sitting there on the shelf and mm. nobody's picking it up, you know? Yeah, a lot of those Christopher Guest characters, right? Parker mm-hmm. Posey, I think, yeah. would just be so great. I mean, we'll talk about those stuff that later. Um, yeah, you know, when RuPaul said... Uh, you know, well, what you should really focus on making me laugh. And then it was like, oh, right, 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 right. You know, I was going to say it was very, mm-hmm. um, well, it's not my first time. It's, it's, it's actually my second time at the Snatch Game. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's not, not, my first, not my first time at a game show. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, Morgan. Morgan McMichaels. Uh, again, like it's these moments where it's like, and that's when you went home. You know, it's yeah. like I, and that's yeah. kind of how I felt with this. Where it was like, you know, I think for everything we thought, that Tina was going to be the season or everything we kind of assumed based on what we knew about Tina pre-drag race, um, good, bad, or indifferent, I don't think any of it has panned out uh, in that way. She hasn't been killing the competition. She's been mostly safe. Um, And like in some of these comedy challenges and in Snatch Game where we kind of expect her to be in her element, she didn't necessarily like stumble. She didn't suck, but I thought she was going to win. I figured this was going to be her challenge finally. Yeah, right. It was either hers or like Rosé's or Olivia's, like one of the actors um, mm-hmm. on set, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I, there's something about Tina, there's something about Mary that yeah. um, that RuPaul is just not jiving with. And it, there's there's this was just an such an awkward interaction. And I guess yeah. I just wasn't a, I I wasn't expecting Tina to just flub this moment with her. Yeah, I think that's the other, it's like there's Tina, you know, not being, you know, as successful as I expected her to be in the season, but there's also just like, 
you know, the performer underneath the makeup. There's just like Tina in the workroom where it's like, oh, I, I would have expected you to be so much more confident. I'm thinking of, you know, when Rue would talk to Bianca, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just like, you know, much like as RuPaul said, you know, he's just, it's just a volley. Boop, 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 boop. You oh, know? God. And- oh, God. That moment I just. Give me a gif of that. I know, right? Right. Give me a little video clip of that because I have to hear the boops, you yeah, know? Yeah, boop, 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 boop. Uh, uh, yeah those volley boops. It reminded me of the Beep Bop Boys on the comeback. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh the, the Beady Beady Boys. Oh, the, the Beady Boys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to be confused with our Beady Beady Little Podcast. <laughs> Correct. Um, you know, with, with Tina and RuPaul, I think it's interesting because there are queens in the past that have had really awkward interactions with RuPaul, but RuPaul liked them. And so mm-hmm. RuPaul kind of helped them out or leaned into the awkwardness. The first one that I'm thinking of is, is Aquaria. So yeah, Aquaria yeah. would flub an answer and RuPaul would 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 help her walk through it or try to get a better take, you know, give her another take. Whereas mm-hmm. with Tina, I feel like RuPaul is just like, just pressing in with one pointer finger, just pressing into a wound and, and, and Tina is just suffering. Yeah. I, and I think it's because my, my assumption from, you know, just kind of the fan fiction I'm creating this moment is that like RuPaul kind of sees Tina the way that RuPaul would see Bianca. We're like, Oh, you're another like seasoned professional in the room. You're not 21, you know, you're uh, you're older. My I have an expectation that you can come to this conversation and meet me where I am. Mm. Whereas I think other folks like Aquaria, like RuPaul's like, oh, I can see the potential for you. I can see how there's like you're 21, but you're so there's so much more in there than like what someone would presume about someone your age, you know. And I think in those cases, then he's the kid gloves come on a little bit more, you know. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. Something about it. I wonder if RuPaul is like, I don't like Tina. You know, like, I just wonder if that's just it. You know, she's like, well, I don't really like her. What is she, a seasoned professional? I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting of, like, who are the queens that RuPaul decided, oh, I don't like her. I don't like her, (laughs) you know? Because there are. I mean, yeah. Why are you competing? It's my shot, goddamn show, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. I feel like that's you know that's the deep dive. Is like who did RuPaul not really like? Like I think Pearl. RuPaul never liked Rebecca Glasscock. Oh. He was just setting her up to go home, and he was like, "No, I'm going to send you home just just when it's going to hurt the most." You know, interesting because I feel like she liked Rebecca Glasscock. Because she was kind of this young, cute thing. I don't know. There's like something about that that energy that I think RuPaul likes, whereas like she doesn't like a Chanel, or she doesn't. Oh like, yeah, you know? yeah, she does not like <laughs> Chanel. No, RuPaul does not like Chanel. <laughs> like I don't know if that's true. I just think that's so funny. The idea of like, oh, RuPaul doesn't like Chanel. <laughs> and um, keep in mind, Mary's listening. We love Chanel. So yeah, this is it's just like it's just in the in the weird kind of, you know, you know, mishmash of like, oh, imagine if RuPaul just didn't like Chanel the whole time. <laughs> right, right. Obviously, it's easy to like think that RuPaul doesn't like some of the first out girls, which, you know, isn't as right. funny as her not liking a girl that goes really far. Right? Exactly. Exactly. We're like every week. It's like I don't think. She necessarily didn't like Darian Lake, but she didn't like that Darian had better jokes than her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, every time I was like, fuck, that was, ugh, that was better than mine, damn you know? It, damn it. Damn it. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's that's interesting. I, you know, recent seasons, who would it be? I, you know, let's go to season nine. Let's play this game with season nine, just because that's fresh in my head. Sure. Um, I think she loved Peppermint. I think she liked Trinity. I think. I oh, I already have she, the answer. Oh, it, okay. Go, go for it. I don't think she liked Alexis Michelle. Oh. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Because she had the audacity to come out in that blue dress and then justify it. Like yes. long before she didn't want to see any fucking H and M, she didn't want to see any fucking Banana Republic. You know. Well, you know what? I think this was the season. First of all, we love Alexis, but uh, I think this was the season that that RuPaul kind of came out as a closeted theater queen. And I, I think it was wonder, around this time. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder if one of the things she didn't like about Alexis is that Alexis was a theater queen, and she thought theater was too precious. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was just like hitting that nerve too hard of like, uh, like it was just like, you know, the way people feel about Anne Hathaway. It was one mm. of those reactions. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Something tells me that actually RuPaul liked Alexis, but Michelle didn't. Oh, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> maybe Michelle didn't. And then like, then be like, Ru, we, we can't with her. No, <laughs> like she wore that stupid blue dress. She can't win this week. And RuPaul's like, Michelle, what are you talking about? She's Michelle, great. She's yeah, she's she's a diva. She's I love it. Yeah, I just, I'm right. so into this. this you know, I saw Chris Jenner. Yeah. <laughs> that I look on the stage. I see Chris Jenner. I don't know why RuPaul talks to Michelle like this, but I guess they're putting on a voice, you know? Well, she Suddenly RuPaul's Leah Remini. You know? Yeah, no, yeah. but I think she does that on the podcast. She's like, Ru, what, what are you talking about? What are you... So my mother was a rat, you know? <laughs> so just don't eat legumes. Yeah, exactly. It's that. <laughs> Um, all right, I we're going on a tangent now, but uh, all that all that is to say is that Tina was safe this week with a very interesting cast of other safety queens uh, that was surprising that we'll talk about later. Um, mm. But before we talk about all that, Mary, will you tell our Marys what they're listening to? Of course. Well, they are listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Which is, of course, our beady, beady little podcast dedicated to all things draggy, queeny, campy, and queer. I'm Johnny, and make it motherfucking funny, bitch. And I'm Colin, and oh, I hate to hear that, Denali. <laughs> you girl! Okay, we're unpacking that. We're unpacking <laughs> that in unpopular opinions. Please. I know, right? I know. To bring that up during the opening music. <laughs> girl, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. I know. Well, Mary's. (laughs) Mary's. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about Simone. We're going to talk about Utica and that Afro. uh, Some some UK uh, similarities. The Snatch Game. Missed opportunities. But before we do all that, we need to take a quick little break. This week on Patreon. And it was just it was just a great little fight. And I think what I loved about it even more was just the dynamic between the five of them. I mean, can I say, as a child of divorce, I love seeing what everyone is doing during a fight, you know? Oh God, and Taste. Taste was Taste. trying to she was just trying to diffuse everything by yes. laughing, by being giddy. Talk about being a child of divorce, just trying to diffuse everything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Taste in this. I love the sort of, you know, just being the jester. So uh, many queens say I want to I want to go to the end with the best right and mm-hmm. so for Ellie to have the audacity to think that she's not the best right offends people in the room it's like mm-hmm. what did you expect Ellie to do be like oh yeah you're right a whore is top four many of these queens uh, just they, they, they got caught up in 
setting up the joke. And and right. I think Lawrence is the example of like Lawrence just turned into a nanette. I was just gonna say Lawrence is up there doing nanette, and it's like <laughs> I love nanette. Don't get me wrong. You know, make right. me fucking live. I want uh, more. I want one more. Make me fucking laugh. Spiders all over my tits, you know. To hear all that and more, just go to patreon.com slash allrightmary. All right. So before we get into things, I need a super cut of Queen saying there's a fire under my ass because every week someone has a fire under their ass. It is like a Preparation H commercial. It is just like one fire under this ass and another fire under that ass. Like they all need an inflatable donut, you know? You know, I I always love a red roasted rump, Mary. (laughs) Sure, absolutely. You know, the redder the better. But taste, um, yeah. You know, push out while he's pushing in. But I just, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like how I need to get off Twitter because there's certain Twitterisms I just need to not hear anymore. And mm. the problem is, I keep going on Twitter. Right. I, uh, I just, yeah, I think watching this much Drag Race, after a while, it's like, oh my god, enough with the fires under the ass. It's like, it's like throwing people under the bus. That was the, it's, it's a variation of that. Like. Mm. Everybody's throwing someone under a bus and they have fire under their ass. Um, so that was, I think, Candy this week. There's now a fire under her ass. So, As if there wasn't one before. But I know. I was like, oh, so you know, what, a, was, si- what was simmering back there before, you know? Right, right. It's a phrase. Uh, but I get it. You know, when you watch the show a lot, and I think, I think everybody watches reality competition shows, and that is a phrase that people just learned 20 years ago mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they just continue to use it. It's like, Oh, and RuPaul even said it like to, to Pearl famously. Well, I'm trying to set a fire under your ass. Yeah. I'm uh, twisting your tits here. Cause I'm trying to, <laughs> I always one. think of that. I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm uh, twisting your tits here. Twisting your I'm tits. trying to light a fire under your ass. Yeah. Twisting your tits. Actually, it, it's funnier. It's more evocative and it, it has the, which I love. I like it. Yeah, I like the alliteration of it. Absolutely. There's a rhythm. Twisting your tits. Twisting Mm -hmm. your tits. You know, you can create an ostinati pattern over it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I. I, For my first thought was, oh, you know, that'd be it. What an ostinati pattern that would make. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) Oh, the shade. Anyway, um, open your purse. I open your purse. I am so disappointed. I know we're going to get to Snatch Game later, but I'm just so incredibly disappointed we didn't get Rosa on Snatch Game. Mm, oh, no. I know. I understand. I understand. Um, I One thing I noticed about RuPaul this episode that I've noticed before is how she says convinced. I'm oh. not convinced. Uh-huh. It's how I'm she says convinced. milk. Yes. Convinced. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. What is that? Is that because... I would have thought maybe there's some, it's like, you know, maybe I would think, oh, is it Midwestern? But she's not from the Midwest. Like, what is that? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not convinced. I feel like I've only really heard her say it like that. Yeah. And and I've, I've heard that. And I've heard when, whenever she says the word milk, she says milk. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's, maybe it's that, uh, that uh, dialect, um, perhaps. I don't know. Um, speaking of Rue and the way Rue says things, you know, we had this, this punk rock mini challenge and I cannot tell you how disappointed I am that we did not get combat boots, smeared lipstick. I just did the arm. And like, talk about another super cut I need. I need RuPaul doing, rubbing his forearm across his lips, you know, not, not against them, but just, you know pantomiming it you know telepathically of course uh and saying smeared lipstick like ev- like 
I guarantee every time he has told that story, he has done the arm. He does it. He does it. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, what was interesting about this mini challenge is how similar it was to this week's uh, Drag Race UK mini challenge. It was like, mm-hmm. is this... Is this the punk mini challenge or is this the masked singer? Yeah, I know. I was feeling like, oh, I kind of feel like the the season 13 girls were kind of giving RuPaul what he was asking for from the UK girls. Like it was like, oh, yeah, you're being really like not all of them, but it was, you know, it had more of that like mask macho energy. Yeah, except this time we got, you know, grandpa went up there and did it too. <laughs> oh, girl, girl, the editing around that clip of RuPaul rocking out, I was like, is Sherry Pie in the band? Like, why are they cutting so much? Because <laughs> like, it was just like, cut, cut, cut. They did not want to show what it really looked like. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she was, uh, I, you know, it was fun. It was a fun moment. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> she got up there. Were the girls, like, politely cheering? Or was it, yes. like, over-the-top cheering? You know? I think it was, like, I think it was kind of, like, you know, when you see those like parades in North Korea and everyone's just clapping and crying for the great leader, it's, it's, it's fear. (laughs) Because they have a fire under their ass. Because they have a fire under their ass. Yeah. The, 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 the similarities with UK continue. And, and then also just in general across drag race, but like even Tina Burner's leg bit with Richard Simmons was just what Ahura did. Yeah, that was like, oh, you know, it was kind of like, you know, the problem that Olivia's had with runways this season. It's like, oh, that's a great look. I wish I hadn't just seen it, you know? God. And, and I know it's all circumstantial. It, it, yeah, it's totally. It's not like Tina saw Ahura do it, you know? Right, right. Oh, wow. I watched it on TV the other week, and so I took the idea when we did Snatch Game this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not how it works. Um, no. But, but really, just an interesting phenomenon that I'm noticing – I don't even know if it's more and more. I'm just noticing it this season in particular. Because obviously, like, the mm-hmm. Madonna runway is notorious. But that, you know, I feel like production could have controlled. How can you control this, you know? Yeah. this I, It just seems like a, a series of really strange coincidences. Yeah. Totally. Um, I also wanted to just uh, talk briefly about the Olivia and Utica dispute. Um, yes. These two was, indoor kids having know, a fight. I know. Indoor kids. It was like they were in, you know, doing their indoor play, and then a, a conflict began. Oh my god! Well, everyone's outside playing dodgeball, and they're inside, not even playing guess who. It's too competitive, you know. Yeah, they're like both playing solitaire next to each other. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or they're both playing with dolls, like brushing their hair next to each other. You yes. Know? Yes. Yeah. And um, they're neighbors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe they're neighbors, Olivia. Yeah, they're neighbors. Yep. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's fu- that's what the that's the response. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> like Utica's making her doll's arm wave, you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. But it's not an arm, it's like a spoon. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and Olivia's like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fun it. too. Okay. That's weird. Right, right. Okay. Indoor kids. Okay. <laughs> right. Indoor kids. Okay. <laughs> like very sort of tempered. Yeah. Mary, I'm dying. Yeah, they are indoor kids. The way they sit on, like, their legs are folded underneath yeah. them. <laughs> Brushing the hair of the doll. Brushing the hair of the doll, yeah. 
They're on one of those rugs that has like the road on it that you can, oh, you know what I mean? Of course, of course. Yeah. Yes, because they're supposed to be playing with um, trucks on that rug, but you know. Right, right. But now kids. they're creating a little planned community with the Barbie dolls and the ho- and the doll houses. Yeah, maybe they're neighbors. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's create a planned community like my dad and his new wife live in. <laughs> Uh, and then Olivia, Olivia's like, oh, uh, so your mommy's not your daddy's wife. <laughs> and then Utica just puts the spoon in her mouth and just starts chewing. Yeah, there's tears in her eyes. <laughs> right, right. She just like, she not even looks at Olivia. She just like knocks over her dollhouse and like slides away. <laughs> right, right. The, uh, the, you know, like Barney soundtrack is playing lightly in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the conflict. That's what this conflict was. This was like, oh, these two indoor kids have, uh, uh, yeah. They did not, they both didn't want to do the drama. They both yeah. didn't mm-hmm. want to do it. I mean, I respect Olivia for like, okay, I'm going to take this bone. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. But what was so interesting about Utica's response, especially in Untucked, because that's where oh, the drama yeah. like should live. Mm-hmm. Um uh, she gets called out. Everybody's sitting there, right? I think it was Candy. It was like, what was that about? Uh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's, I mean, it's a good guess. That. Yeah. With well, no, pointing. yeah. 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 <laughs> you said that. She- you said, yeah. <laughs> what was the one from the first episode? What was the big one? It was, uh, she got she's kids. got kids. <laughs> she got kids. <laughs> she's got kids. <laughs> That's the tote bag. It's just like candy, candy pointing intensely with big eyes and says, she's got kids. Right. It's the kid that's like, look what she got. She's got dipping dots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yelling from across the playground. Right. 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 Um, She's like Mel Gibson in Braveheart. (laughs) Give me liberty or give me dipping dots. Yeah. Give me your dipping dots or I'm just going to take them. (laughs) No, Utica, but Utica did not lean in. Utica was... Uh, just coiled mm. in and was like, I didn't mean to do this. I just want you guys to like me. And then the girls started to pile on. They're like, Utica, why were you acting so shady when the cameras turn off? And all of this tea is just like scorching. Yeah. Untucked, right. And and, yeah. she, and, and and Utica just decided to lay and roll in it. I mean, it, she had that one sort of interesting thing where she said, you know, I, I, I'm afraid of conflict or I hate conflict or whatever. Mm. And I feel like, I mean, you know, I, I remember this, the same narrative came up with like Max, it was different, but they were like, oh, and the cameras are off, Max drops the voice and, you know, is really shady, blah, blah, blah. And then on camera, it's totally different. Mm. And I feel like, I don't know. I, I I don't know enough about that to know what that is. But I feel like with Utica, it's it's like I get it. Like I get the situation, for example, with Olivia, where you know, in conversation alone with Olivia, she's like, "Oh yeah, no, you did great." But like she didn't. But Utica's just trying to be nice, you know. She's trying to be nice, yeah. And then when she was talking about it, yeah, she she's like, "Yeah, I think she's going home." And right. granted, you could call that out as two faced and shady, because sure, it's two faced, but. So many of us do that in the moment. You're like, I don't want conflict right now. What, what does Olivia want to hear from me? Yeah. You know? Like, what am I going to do? Tell her like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you and I are probably lip syncing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I I feel like it was like all being spun is like, oh, you're actually this like shady girl who's just like now we see who you are. And it's like, I don't think it's always that malicious. I think it's 
like, I think especially among queer folk, it's like, um, I would actually lean more towards just wanting to be liked, <laughs> you know, right. as like being more the driving energy than like, ooh, I want to fuck with everyone. Like, I, right. I think it was a lot more innocuous than it was being played out as. Yeah, I think that Rosé brought up the, you know, the reading challenge. She's like, girl, we were all eating dinner and you were just like reading us insults. And that, I think, rubbed them all the wrong way. And then they that stuck with them. Yeah. And, like, I, I get it's a little tone deaf of, like, all right, girl. Like, the library is definitely closed. Right. It like, was what a TV are you show. Doing? Yeah. What Why are you doing? Why is your binder open? I love the idea. Right. It's a trapper right. keeper. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely a trapper keeper. And, like, you know, Rosé is just, like, shifting her macaroni and cheese over because mm-hmm. the trapper keeper is taking up space. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. That's weird. But, um I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm glad they called her out on it. It's interesting that they called her out on it on camera. Um, but maybe then it was realer for you to could have let it sink in. Who knows? Um, I feel like they would have gotten a realer response if the cameras were off. But maybe it's like ice out. Don't don't confront her now. You know. Oh yeah, this is like prime like untucked conversation. I feel like even if if they started to have this conversation in the van, someone was like, um, I'm sorry, this is next week's untucked. Can yeah. y'all stop? You right, know. Right. Exactly. Yeah, no, and I, just going to that point of what she said, Julie, I don't really like conflict, or I don't deal with conflict well, like, brings up the whole Afro conversation. It's like, yeah, she's yeah. just, she is deeming, she's like, I don't think it's appropriate for me to wear an Afro. And, you know, I know that, you know, RuPaul and Simone certainly don't speak for all black people, but both of them, it was interesting that the show even edited it this way, that mm-hmm. they were like, well, Bob Ross had an Afro. Right. Right. I, and I feel like in particular, the two, like I feel like RuPaul as the host of the show and Simone, who I think has kind of brought that sort of like activism to her drag and, and you know, brought that perspective to her drag all season. It's like if, if Simone, who has sort of an awareness of like, eh, that's probably not appropriate or that probably is appropriation. Like, I feel like for her to say, well, girl, like Bob Ross had an afro. So um, isn't that what you would do. And so I like to just to kind of see that perspective felt it was an interesting counterpoint to, I think Utica's valid concern of like, okay, what could get me canceled yeah, here? Yeah. You know? no, it's a valid concern. Absolutely. What could get me canceled, but also like, like I don't even uh, sure. I think it was certainly like, Oh, I will get called out for this, but more so she was like, yeah, no, it's just not appropriate. Like she kind of tried to do some research on this. It's just that mm-hmm. like like having a perm back in the 70s was a hairstyle. So, you know, even Richard Simmons kind of had like a semi uh, afro, right? Like, yeah, right. It's pretty much. Yeah, it, it's kind of, you know, potato, um, tomato. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. But the, the, the point that Utica made, I think, in the episode, she was like, well, you know, if you're going to do it, it has to be accurate and natural. Otherwise, it might come off as offensive because maybe she was just like, I don't want to get you know, an Afro wig and then dye it red, you know, like it it might have been that. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's crazy to think of like season eight and Derek Barry in that, in the wig and the, um, Oh sure. The empire challenge. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, Oh God. I mean, like it's kind of, and we were talking about this with drag race UK where like the Queens were so upset this week about, you know, Ellie choosing the order for the Queens, you know, in the in the comedy challenge. And, oh, my God, how dare you play the game? And, like, seasons ago, that was just the expected part of Drag Race. And I think here's an interesting example as well of, like, in season eight, I mean, the show gave Derek that wig and said, uh-huh. here, please wear this wig and be this character. And now in season 13, you have a queen who's like, oh, I'm not even going to navigate that territory, you know? Right, right. And, you know, 
God, do I have another stray and flyaway about not wanting to navigate a territory on this episode? But uh, with with this, I just you know again she will avoid conflict. And this was the first episode, at least this interaction with RuPaul that you see in RuPaul's face. You're like, you're not the winner. You're not going to win this season. I mean, I think that, yeah, there's, I think the whole, you know, two-faced Utica narrative, I think, you know. Oh, and then even last week, right? Or what was a couple weeks ago when she was like, oh, you keep doing that face. You keep doing Mm -hmm. that bit. Yeah. And she did it again this week. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I do not expect Utica to make it to the end. I kind of feel like there's been some boxes checked of like, no, okay, I don't think this is what we're looking for, you know? Sure, Um, sure, sure. So it's just kind of like a matter of time thing. It's, uh, yeah, certainly a sensitive person is going to be oversensitive about lots of things. And that includes being called out by Olivia, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, she's like, shit, you know, and I, I, it it was interesting the way that was handled. And I'm, I I guess it's like, what was the show expecting Utica queen to do? Be like, right. It's like, she's kind of the corner. Yeah, it's like, well, guys, then you, sh- you shouldn't have said Tamisha home. If you were looking for a conversation with me on the Bowens, maybe you should have kept her in the room. Um, right, instead know. of Elliot with two Ts. But that's yeah, exactly. story. Yeah, Elliot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and I think there's also like, you know, there is that sense of like, oh, does Olivia even be wanting to be having this conflict? But then there's also the narrative like that they keep pushing with, Tina's talking heads of like, oh, Olivia, this is the ninja diva. Like, come on, like, bring out that diva. We know it's Mm. in there. And, you know, I'm not sure if I'm being fed that, if that's real, if this is like, you know, if we're going to see more of that later in the season, because we still have like six more episodes of this season. So um, I just feel like I can't tell whether Olivia is an indoor kid who wants to go out, who secretly wants to go play dodgeball, you know? Or, Um, yeah, no, maybe she's only inside because... Oh, Utica came over. I have to stay inside. Yeah, or is she inside because the last time she played outside, she threw the dodgeball too hard at someone's face? Like, what are we being told here? You know, is she really problem child, you know? (laughs) Olivia Flux. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah, Sure. I I get it. Um, (laughs) You know what's interesting about Olivia um, is that Olivia, let me just make sure this is correct, has the most number of wins. She does. She I feel like was, Simone has Simone, she has, Simone has yes, two. has two. And Olivia has two. No, Olivia has three. Oh, she has three. Yes, because Olivia won her when she was top two on her episode with Simone. Oh. Remember when they lip synced against each other? Oh, yes. Yes. But Simone won that lip sync. When Yes. But they both won that challenge. Right, but I thought even then. Oh, that that this is the this is the season thirteen issue. Was like that was many moons ago. <laughs> okay. Um, well, then <clears throat> let me explain it this way. Then Olivia was top two for that uh, lip syncing challenge with Simone. Yep. Okay, but Simone has that win. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then then Simone only has two wins because um, she also won the the first episode when they were all together. Simone won the. Uh, the, the ball, right? No, that was mm-hmm. Got Mick. Sorry, that was Got Mick. Uh, Simone won the, the RuPaul Mark Challenge. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. She won that challenge. And then Olivia has two more wins after that. She won the Improv Challenge. Yep. And she won the Disco Show. Yes, yes, with that wig and that little black dress, but mostly yes. the wig. But mostly the wig, exactly. Um, and, you know, her performance, right? 
But uh, so in. If we're really thinking about it, okay, maybe they're tied. But because Olivia was top two with Simone, it kind of counts as three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, so essentially Olivia is, uh, I mean, she's also never been in the bottom. So technically she has the best track record right now. Right. She was low this week. Low, but never like bottom two. And we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, no, I, for sure. Simone, you know, interesting that you mentioned like meandering territory that, uh, maybe you don't want to meander on this episode. Um, I just found it was, it was a total gag that Simone was not in the top. And Mm. the conspiracy theorist in me is that by having Simone be on the runway for critiques, then the judges and RuPaul would have to navigate talking about this issue that Simone mm-hmm. brought up uh, with her runway look. Um, and then also Harry Tubman. And I, I do wonder, I, I, I respect and call out how wonderful Drag Race is for talking about BLM, right? In the workroom, they talked about it in the COVID special, and the queens like Simone this week uh, in particular are bringing it up to the point where they are saying seven names, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is great. But it was a total missed opportunity. I know that we got, and and I know this is a show, they have to edit it. I get it all. I just think it's worth saying. We got the moment from RuPaul, you know, Simone, I want to thank you for bringing such a powerful message to the runway. It's like, girl, we needed more than that. Yeah. So I guess my question is because I and, and, you know, whether this is like devil's advocacy or whether this is just kind of like me genuinely wondering, like, I hear that. I feel like I've seen other people saying that, like, oh, it's so that they don't have to, like, get into this topic. But then I guess the question is, like, why is that? Is that something? Is it because RuPaul wasn't on social media during, you know, early, you know, most of 2020 and doesn't want to talk about this issue? Like, what's what's the narrative that RuPaul and company don't want to talk about, you know, Black Lives Matter, for example, or don't want to ad- address what Simone is addressing in her look, you know? I don't know. I certainly, I, I, I don't know. But I got to tell you, I can't think of another reason. And I know I'm biased because I love Simone, but I, I can't think of a good reason why Simone was safe. Well, I think even beyond the runway, it's like, you know, the Snatch Game itself, it was like, I, I think that she and Got Mick were top two. Oh, completely. Yeah, completely. I mean, easily. You know, and I would say Rosé was was very strong. Uh, I would say that she was a very strong top three. Um, but it's like in terms of the, the top six who were left on the runway, I would have swapped out Denali with Simone. Uh, right. because and I, Or I could have, to be honest with you, I could have swapped out Rosé with, with Simone as well. Because um, sure. Rosé was mm-hmm. great, but I have, I you know, I think Rosé and Denali did very, very well. And... Simone should have had one of their spots. Yes, I agree. Either one of them, um, you know, even down to like, yeah, even it's going to come down to the runway where it's like Simone had a great runway and had a great lip sync. Or it's not great lip sync, had a great, you know, snatch game. Um, whereas, yeah, I felt like with Denali, they were like, well, you know, we like this. Thank God you wore roller skates, mm. you know? And so it was like, they just liked it. It, it was, yeah, it did feel like a missed opportunity. And I think, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't, spend more time on it. And, you know, the, the other idea is, that, you know, we have this ticky tacky drag show. 
we've talked, uh, you know, there are segments about BLM. Let the let the contestants have the platform, you know. And so there is mm-hmm. there is another side of this that I know that I'm just not seeing and and whatever. And that's fine. And as a fan, as someone that was watching this, I was like, this this is a big moment. This is like got Mick coming on stage and you see her scars, right? It's the mm-hmm. same type of, of activism that's on this show. And maybe they want to let the activism speak for itself. And and by having RuPaul chime in or the judges kind of talk about it, it could ruin it. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think uh, certainly social justice corner always happens in the workroom anyway. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of consistent, you know? Um, it usually doesn't happen on the runway, so it, why would it necessarily happen this week? That's very true. That's actually a really great point that I didn't even think about. But anyway, just the gag of Simone being safe for me is what I'm going to probably remember about this episode. Um, besides yeah. the some of the fabulous snatch games, but like that look was was great. It was evocative. It was provocative. Uh, mm-hmm. It it matched kind of the conversation that Simone and RuPaul were having in the workroom. I, you know, I, the more you think about it, right, it's like there are two front runners in this season. And um, to, to deny Simone a space on that final or that the top three for this episode, well, it was just an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. So uh, you feel like the other top, the, the other front runner is Olivia. Is that your? No, uh... I think it's got Mick. Oh, got Mick. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Especially after this week. I was like, oh, okay, got We'll talk, yeah, is, yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that when we talk about Snatch Game. Speaking of Snatch mm-hmm. Game, do you want to talk about Snatch Game? Yeah, let's talk about Snatch Game. All right, Mary. Um, if there's any other strays and flyaways, you know, uh, we'll just uh, put yeah. them in there. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll catch them. Boop, 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 yeah, boop, 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 yeah, in there. Um, <laughs> so, um, rate this Snatch Game. Is this Snatch Game All Stars two level? Where are you? You know, I think <clears throat> there's oh snatch game is always, you know, it it's always going to be a buffet, a, a mystery buffet. There's always going to be a couple of dishes where you're like, oh, I don't need any more of that, you know, or I'm de- I'm not even going to dig the spoon into that dish. It, it it comes with the territory that every season of snatch game has a couple performances that bomb, and it's like it's kind of unfortunate, right? That you owe, there's always going to be a guarantee level of cringe with snatch game. And it's just like how much. And so mm. I think this season, this, this week, um, I think there were a lot of really strong performances. I think, you know, the, the ones that bombed, I mean, I think it wasn't, it wasn't a crash and burn. It wasn't season four. It wasn't that romper room fuckery or but, season 10. My God. Yeah. Oh. Right. Right. And so I think, um, yeah, we're not having, you know, and no one's doing Beyonce. So, I Thank mean, that's God. a win in and of itself. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> no one's trying to make Lady Gaga funny. Like, <laughs> please stop. So I think in that respect, it, it does, you know, I do find that I have the same frustrations Rue does where it's like, oh, it's the same story every season of like people come unprepared. They think, oh, I'll just figure it out on the spot or I know who that person is and I know how to bring them to life. And um there is a lot of truth to the idea that Snatch Game is really kind of like the wheat and the chaff challenge because I think it's not just about doing a really good impersonation. It's like your homework is showing. Like, you know, your your confidence is showing. Like your ability to kind of figure this game out is showing. And like that ability is what makes you a front runner, not whether or not your your impersonation was spot on or not. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. If you, 
if you can figure this, if you can figure out how to play snatch game, then you can figure out the rest of the season. Right. I th- and we've talked about this before, right? You can either have a spot on impression and, and be safe. You mm-hmm. could, you could just be funny, kind of like candy and just be safe, or you can do both and, or yeah. be very, very funny and win. Right. You could also be very, very funny. Um, yeah. There's, uh, it's like you can be like, you know, you can do Chad Michaels as Cher, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the impersonation is spot on and the jokes are there. You can be, you know, my favorite, Alexis Mateo as a pregnant lesbian, Alicia Keys, where it's mm. like, okay, none of this is giving me Alicia Keys, but I am fully entertained the entire time. And she's finding things to do throughout the entire game, you know? Right. right. And I think that's the other, like, that's the other way to play it is like, I didn't need Alexis to sound or look like Alicia Keys. I just love that she, like, used that as a launching point and just figured out how to play the game. Sure. It was funny. It was mm-hmm. it was it was just a little weird and it was it was interesting, you know. With Bob Ross, with Utica's Bob Ross, I, I, I think it was interesting because RuPaul called it out. She's like, I think you're being too intellectual about this, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, when after watching it, I was like, girl, you didn't make one, like happy little tree, happy little right. You didn't make any of those? You you talked about environments, which I don't remember Bob Ross talking about environments. Um, and even if he did, it's not really a punchline. Like it's no, you know, it's, it's not enough. Yeah, yeah, and so like I just don't think the research was there because I don't know if this is if people know this, but Bob Ross doesn't have an afro. He 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 actually has straight hair. Right, he doesn't have a curly hair. He hated having an afro, and the only reason he kept it is because it was iconic. And so. Mm. I think it would have been interesting if she just leaned into Bob Ross not being this soft, mm-hmm. crazy. Right. You know, like what if he was really into violence and, you know, he's he's putting a happy oak tree here and then he paints a destructive bulldozer to not knock that bitch down. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that's what I was thinking of. Like <laughs> if if Utica got the the tone and the voice and the and the calming energy through. But then the answers were just like really yeah. disgusting. You know, yeah. it's like. You know, well, well, you know, Rue, I, um, you know, I thought about that and um, I said explosive diarrhea, you know, like I think (laughs) obviously like, you know, there could be challenges about going too blue, but I think it's that surprise factor and like getting the character right, but then subverting what we would expect Bob Ross to say. Right, right. He says, let's paint someone shooting down that happy little squirrel. Now that's what I call a happy accident. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, You know, and it's okay to paint wet on wet. You know, that's what uh, I used to tell my wife whenever we would invite someone into the bedroom. You know, whatever. Like, isn't that right, Cardi B? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, that's some wet ass pine trees. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wet ass palette. Yeah, yeah, wet ass paint. Um, <laughs> yeah, and if you don't have a brush, use your penis. You know, I think that there's. Right. I I pitched a show to PBS. Uh, they went with joy with painting, but it was originally called. The joy of pussy. <laughs> yeah, I, I just that was. I think it was. It was that direction where it's like you have to, you have to do the Alicia Keys, mm. but then make her pregnant and make her a lesbian. You know, right, it's like right, right. do Bob Ross, but make him vulgar and, um, you know, kind of a perv. You know, like I think <laughs> it, it could it could also fail, but at least it's somewhere to go. At least there's wheels on the car. Then there's you know? a boop 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 boop. There's a boop 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 to do. Yeah. <laughs> But this was just like, you know, like there was no boop. Oh, yeah. No, it was just, it was, 
uh, it hit the net. You know, it was yeah. A, a, it hit a the net. Totally forced error. It's um, like when you go to like serve the ball and you just miss it entirely, and you're just standing there holding the ball. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, it's a, a whoosh, a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, any more mm-hmm. tennis references, Mary? Oh, and I was thinking volleyball. So Oops. there we go. Boop, boop, boop. You know. Um, she had a interesting Coco Montrese moment when, uh, you know, because she said like, "Well, fortunately, I don't think she's little." But I think it would have been funnier if it was like, "What's a little pork chop?" Well, she's not that little. <laughs> If it was a direct quote of Coco Montrese from season five Snatch Game, Could those are imagine? the deep cuts I'm looking for. Yeah. They would have edited that out. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting Only that we they would have appreciated it, by that. the way. Yeah. They didn't edit that insult to Borchunk out, uh, but whatever. Yeah. Well, they did keep uh, Candy doing her variation on Stacey Lane Matthews as Monique. You know, with, you know, you told me there was food coming. I'm hungry. It's like, oh, God, I've seen this before. Like, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I was like, this is. This is Candy Muse as Patrick Starr as Candy Muse. Like, this oh is not... well, yeah, we've seen that before. If she was playing Candy, I think she should have picked a different celeb if she was going to play Candy. I don't think she was right. not funny. I thought she was, you know, she was good. She was safe. She was funny. It wasn't memorable. Oh, at all. But oh, at all. Yeah. But she, you know, she's she's Candy. She was being she was being uh, silly, fun, funny, whatever. Uh, she should have picked a different celebrity. Yeah, like I, I kind of wish that she did like Big Ange, you know. Like I feel like she could have like really leaned into that, right? Or like I don't know, like maybe a like Little Bo Peep, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, something soft and supple, you know? Yeah, Rosa, just do Rosa candy. Just lean into what is true. Just be Rosa. Open, Open your, your purse. Your purse. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, she was right next to Olivia Lux. She had that great moment where she <laughs> bit the banana. That I was like, that was good. And she said something about like, like liking hot dogs or something. And I thought mm. that was funny. Um, mm. Olivia, meanwhile, you know, that oh. video of the, of the kid, um, have you ever had a dream that, that, that you, you were that, that if you, you were, if you, that, 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 that you, you could do you so much, you could do anything. Have you ever seen that video? No, I haven't. Oh, Mary. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. I almost like want to like stop recording so you could watch this video, but it's some clip from like a kid's show and it's, and it's just like some, like almost like a talking head of some like eight year old kid. And I don't know what he was supposed to be asking. I don't know why this made the show, but it's, yeah. Have you ever had a dream that, and then he just stumbles through it. And then for some reason by like, you know, second 50, this goes on for almost like a minute. He, he gets to the conclusion of, um, that he could do you so much. You could do anything. And so <laughs> or he would do you so much that you could do anything. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I know that feeling. You oh, know? God, yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah, those that, are our that, heroes. Those are the yeah, that, that post fuck high. Oh, I could do anything. Right, right. When people tell me Superman's dead, I'm like, well, I had a trick the other night that wants yeah, to. Yeah, let me tell you what. Yeah, yeah, he really left this tall building. Yeah. Well, he saw through me. He fucked <laughs> through me. It was fabulous. That's a man of steel. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. He's fucking me. <laughs> yeah, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a huge cock. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, she, God, that ASMR moment was such a missed opportunity. It was such a disaster. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking of. uh, It was that stumbling. I was like, oh girl, uh, like why, like why would you even bring up ASMR as like, that was a, 
that there was that wasn't like a you know a, an in the moment kind of joke like that was something that you clearly had prepared or it sounded like something you'd bring as like a prepared joke mm. but you didn't have the punchline and like i don't know it was olivia i was uh it was disappointing but then you know the empath- empathetic part of me is like this would be really intimidating. Like, I feel like I could see myself failing in the same way, but it's like, Oh, we're, of course. And Mary, that goes without saying, this is hard. Snatch game is hard. We know this and we're going to critique. It's like, okay, right. we get that. These are humans. We get it. Olivia's funny. We know this isn't like everything. You know, there's a lot of pressure. Who, who was it that said it? Uh, was it UK that were like, this is, or maybe it was candy. Like, this is what people will talk about for years. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And like, even you know it's interesting we talk about snatch game being the the wheat and chaff challenge and it's like and then you're categorized by that forever so Mm. even if you had a bad week it's like oh yeah no but you you failed snatch game it's like you look at like trixie mattel and it's like how long she had to climb back up the hill after Mm. failing snatch game you know Uh uh-huh yeah and that was all stars three yeah. yeah. And she won yeah. that season, you know? I like, know. I kind of God. feel like part of the outrage of her winning that season was, yeah, but did you see her in Snatch Game? Right. You know? Right. No, exactly. Yeah. It's rare that a Snatch Game uh, loser, and I hate that word, but, you know, somebody that was just bad at it wins mm-hmm. the season. It's rare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Tyra Sanchez is an exception, but she was safe that week. Sure. She was uh, immune that immune. week. Immune. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's mm-hmm. right. And obviously yeah. Trixie in All-Stars 2. Uh, mm-hmm. And then All-Star, she's... Yeah. Uh, All-Stars was, 3. All-Stars 3. That's what I meant. Um, yeah. It, uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones, right? Uh, other winners. Um, so yeah, season three, like Raja was safe. Season four, Sharon was high. Jinx won season five. I think, did Bianca, no, Bianca didn't win she was, Snatch yeah, Game. She, she, was high. Yeah, she was high. Um, Violet, I think, was safe. Violet had that nail fly off her hand, and it was like, well, girl, give her the crown. I know. You know? I know. Um, Bob, Bob won. won. Yeah. Alexis um, won. Sasha did okay, right? Marlena Dittrich. Oh, she was great. She was yeah. like the top two, top yeah, three. Yeah, exactly. Um, Aquaria 11. won. Yeah, Aquaria won. Um, or that was season 10, sorry. Season yeah. 11, I don't remember. Uh, I know it was Nina West uh, who, I did, think, who didn't win. Um, uh, I think it was Silky who won, actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. Silky won. Um, yeah. But who who won season 11? Uh, Evie. Evie did Evie. not do well. Evie did not. Evie was in the bottom that week. Yes. I think. Okay. So yes, Evie's that's a, a rare example. exception. Yes, yeah. rare exception. And then yeah. season 12. Uh, the, the, Gigi. Uh, well, no, the winner of the season uh, was, was Jada. Uh, Jada and she she played Cardi B and I think she was kind of like safe yeah she was just safe yeah. interesting um, interesting yeah um yeah. if uh, it'll be interesting to see if Olivia wins the season you know it's you know it's one of those things I mean obviously I we, we said Utica is not gonna win and we know Elliot's not gonna win um but I don't think Tina's gonna win yeah yeah right um, right I think you're right I think it's down to got Mick and Simone in my mind of like now, granted, if they're doing the lip sync for the crown, who knows? But like, in terms of like the competition so far, I feel like those are the two to the two to beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. Yeah, Olivia. You know, she she didn't have any jokes. The one joke she did tell took too long to tell, and we saw it coming. It was that the like ribs joke. yeah, it was like oh now go mm-hmm. you know go order you some 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 barbecue ribs. It's just like okay, girl, we we knew that was coming, um, and that it felt like kind of grasping at straws of like oh yeah, Rue suggested I like you know secretly want meat, and so it it felt like a last minute oh, pivot to wow. try to find a joke, you know, mm-hmm. totally. 
I thought Denali did great. I, you know, I'm sold. When she was able to just volley back with Elliot when she said, yes. oh, yeah, great assets. Turn him over and you can make a Benedict. I was like, OK, yeah, this is a this is a very talented, funny queen. You know, it, it, at first, I, I think also I find Jonathan Van Ness like a little much. Um, he's a little, you know, no, he's, it's just a lot. It's just, uh, not an indoor child, you know? And, um, so it's like, I don't, you know, he's just like outside, just running around, just screaming, not just screaming. And so I, uh, I was like, oh God, here we go. But yeah, Denali really did like figure out how to play. Like Mm. she played the game really well. She interacted. Mm. Uh, I thought she was, yeah, I thought she was strong. Um, I you know, I I knew the moment that Elliot chose Rue McClanahan. I was like, well, this is not gonna. You're not gonna. This is gonna fail. Like I just know this. Like it is. I feel like the Golden Girls is. I agree. I think it's incredibly hard to play B. Arthur. I think it's incredibly hard to play Rue McClanahan. We haven't seen anyone try to be Betty White. Or, you know, but she uh, just had Spaghetti. no. She didn't even have any quotes, Mary. It wasn't even. I, I, I know. Could, I could take a bad impression, but she had no quotes. There weren't even any. I know. I kept thinking, you know, it's like, I think, you know, granted it wasn't like the best, but I think a good example of something closer to what Elliot could have done is similar to how Tace approached um, doing Kath from Kath and Kim. Uh, And I feel like uh, Jane, I'm blanking on her last name, doesn't matter. Um, In any event, I, uh, I feel like similar to like even Alyssa doing, you know, Joan Crawford yes. and Mommy Dearest, yes. finding those quotes. And I think there and are just certain... throw them at them. Just yeah, throw and, them. And there's a certain delivery, like a great example of not only like a great quote that you could play with and you could change, but also finding the rhythm that makes Rue McClanahan funny is there's this great scene from like season five of the Golden Girls of Blanche talking about like getting turned on by, you know, going shoe shopping mm-hmm. and she goes she's it's this brilliant monologue and it starts with like um you know and sometimes you get yourself a really good looking salesman and like and she just kind of goes on and she goes on she kind of starts to perspire but like there's a rhythm and it's like there's this build up to it and it's and i feel like if you can find that it's kind of like then just follow that rhythm you know what i right. mean like right that's like find those entry points find those lines like there's another infamous line of of um Blanches where Dorothy, you know, she, there's this other teacher at the school and, Tor- you know, Dorothy thinks, oh, there's a love connection. And then he shows up for dinner and it turns out he's a priest and Blanche answers the door and there's this whole great interaction. And at one point uh, she she says something and she's not telling the truth. And she goes, um, you know, good God, now I'm lying to a priest. And there's just this like little lines like that. Like if if uh, Elliot could bring a variation of like, good God, now I'm lying to Rue or something like that. Rue would get that reference and automatically like appreciate the the performance more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, completely. And when, if you're going to take a risk, like, man, you have to, you have to have the parachute, right? Like you have yeah. to, you can't just jump off a cliff, you know? And that's kind of what I think Elliot did. And then it was just like, oh girl, like, First of all, take the mirror out of that mirror because it's causing the light to bounce all over the place. First uh, mistake. Sure. Um, sure. But I, yeah, she didn't have anywhere to go. And she couldn't spell an I. So. <laughs> it's not Laney. Well, I learned from Bendela Krem that spelling doesn't count on Snatch Game. Sure, sure. It counted I, with, uh, with Chi-Chi, but it didn't count with Ben. So No. Um, doesn't matter. 
Uh, you doesn't matter. To, you just have to do well. Um, Got Mick looked exactly like Paris Hilton. It was so good. You know, when it first started and she, you know, was kind of doing the bit of being out of the Paris voice, I was like, oh, girl, this is going to be painful. And then to have that, like, that moment of then turning it on, it was, I think the moment she did that, she she raced to the front of the line because it was like, that's what RuPaul loves is when you're in on the joke. Oh, but Mary, even further, it. I don't know if you saw the Paris Hilton documentary. Did you see it? I did. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's even referencing this reality with Paris Hilton that is that most people know is that that is all an act. It's all mm-hmm. for the cameras. So I yeah. love that nuance. And it got Mick even mentioned it. She's like, yeah, I threw out that like CEO bitch spin of it, which I hope she appreciated. Mm-hmm. Right. But she even had the nuance of Paris's tongue movement. This was studied. This was, and she had the jokes. It was so good. Yeah, it was. It was really great. And and even like lines that weren't necessarily jokes, because she was so in the character. Even her being like, "Yeah, I'm just kind of over this." Like that's not a joke, but her delivery of it was so lived in that it worked. And it was. I was really impressed. Uh, I think you know this was for like in terms of like appreciating got Mick in this competition. I was like, yeah, I mean, not to contradict what I said before, but like snatch game did put God Mick in a different light for me now, you know? Oh, Mary. And it, the, the look, the safety pin look this week with got Mick, I gotta say, I find to eat my words. Uh, got Mick is on a completely different level than these other performers. And it took me a while to get there, but now mm-hmm. I see it. It's like, can paint, has the fashion. Granted, I didn't love the strappy strap, like bag ball stuff, like whatever. Or oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I liked Utica's more, but whatever. Got Mick is on a different level when it comes to the artistry. And now with this impression, I'm like, okay, like you're very comfortable just performing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's kind of a similar experience when you're talking about coincidences and comparisons, but I think similar to what we're seeing with Bimini and Drag Race UK, where mm. it's, it's always kind of surprising. And there's always kind of like, oh, there's a, there's a strong point of view here in terms of the looks. And I think um, a comfort in the challenges and kind of a, a surprising ease. I feel like uh, I'm getting the same vibe where I'm like, oh, I I like that I don't ever really know what Got Mick's going to do, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. Oh, God. I, I'm, I was so happy that... Sh- who was it? Well, it was Carson. Carson was setting her up to be like, well, she was so stale and robotic. And I was like, no, they're I not know. doing this. And then it was, yeah. you know, they pulled the patch. Uh, I was so happy that she won. So happy. Same. I, even even with Simone being as strong right. as she was, and we talk about Simone as Harriet Tubman or Simone as Diane Carroll as Harriet Tubman. <laughs> but that's perfect. That's perfect. So I love well the Dominique said. Devereaux tab- yes. Tubman of it all. You know? Yes. No, no, for um, sure. And you know what? This is a Simone character. Simone does mm-hmm. this. She's done this in a lot of the acting challenges. This is, there. it's, you know, speaking of Pearl Bailey, like there's this yep. essence there that she just brought to the story of Harriet Tubman. And it's like, okay, this is like, I get the drag of this. It was great. And it was so, I mean, I... It was it was interesting the conversation they had in the workroom before the game of like you know or, or do you think this could be offensive and whatnot and it's like I understood what Rue was saying I feel like I saw some people on Twitter wanting to twist that differently and it's like no I don't think it's 
I, I think you're you're hearing that the way you want to hear that. I mm-hmm. think it's kind of like, oh, is this going to be disrespectful to somebody who, you know, is considered a, a revered part of American history? Um, and I think the way that uh, Simone did her was perfect. It was like, the even with like, you know, it's not that she avoided jokes of like going into hiding and whatnot. No. She she started with them, but I think the important part was that like at no point was Harriet Tubman the butt of the joke. Right, right. She There's was a the way teller to do of it. the joke. Yes. Yeah. There's a way yeah. to do that. Simone was so good at selling this this character because first of all, why why shouldn't Harriet Tubman be in the snatch game? You know, like oh, why not? Right. I think it's great. And I think the drag of it to take something like that where you see her in the snatch game and there's a moment of like, ooh, okay. Like there's a, there's a, ooh, are we allowed to do this? Mm -hmm. Like that's exciting. And then when somebody feels that way and you, and you can still make them laugh, you know what I mean? Like instead of just sitting there being shocked the whole time, it's like, oh, but you figured out how to make that funny. It's, again, it's figuring out how to play snatch game versus like, was this accurate to how Harriet Tubman was? I don't remember, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the other thing is like the, it had to be a completely different character, right? A, a funny one as opposed mm-hmm. to because it wasn't even I don't even think this was a parody. It was more like a, kind of like this biting satire throughout yeah. all of her jokes, which was so smart. It was great. It was I, I think it was yeah the, the fact that she was still kind of empowered the whole time. She was still kind of like, instead of paranoid, she was skeptical, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that's the difference that like makes it work. Oh God. To to just put this character on. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. She could have put this character, not this exact jokes and whatever, but she could have done this type of thing to any historic figure. And Mm -hmm. she brought it to Harriet Tubman because she had the material. That's smart. And I think, like, I love that there was a moment of, you know, RuPaul saying, well, it seems we've got Harriet Tubman over here validating parking. And I thought, that's a brilliant improv sketch. Harriet Mm. Tubman validates parking. It's like, Uh. and that's kind of what she was doing was here is this, like, wackadoo situation. What would Harriet Tubman do? And it's Harriet Tubman in quotes. Right. Why is Harriet Tubman here? Well, I'll show you why Harriet Tubman's here. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny why Harriet Tubman's here, you know, because it's yeah, so inappropriate. Yeah, she's got a stamper. I mean, yes, it's just, because yeah. It's so, exactly. It's so out of place that it's funny, right? Yeah. And that Jennifer, not Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I got my Jennifer's mixed up. I got that my moment, Jennifer's mixed up. Girl, put that on a tote bag. And that was also also very topical where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. God, you know, they'll, they'll get white people playing any character now. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was a, a really happy accident, yes, you know, because I think she, she legitimately got it. <laughs> yeah, right. I think she legitimately, like, you know, thought that's what Rue was saying, but then it just created an even better moment, you know? God. And then to pair that with the runway, Mary, it, I, how, it, Simone didn't know that this was going to be, the Fascinator runway wasn't going to be the same episode as Snatch Game. It was just, it, she is, Simone is so consistent in her drag yeah. that this yeah. serendipity, this dovetailing happened, and it, it, it was great TV. Yeah, I mean, she really had, it was like such a good week. And I think, yeah, to just be safe, it was like, wow. Like, this makes me think of like, <clears throat> I guess it was season five. Like, there were weeks of like, Linacia Sparks, where it's like, 
you could look that good on the runway and still be safe. Right. Like the, the I'll always think that the first challenge that season, Roxy looked great and she won, but it's like never has a queen been robbed more than Linacia Sparks in the first episode of season six, season mm-hmm. five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they certainly gave Simone the entire stage when she came out, uh, mm-hmm. which was great. I think it's interesting they made her safe. It's, it, it's interesting. Part of me is like, Okay, get it. And the other part of me feels like a little shafted, but you know the the, the fact that Simone said Tony McDade's name in, in in particular, like there's there's parts of this, all of Simone's drag that I just think needed to be spent longer talking about as judges. Anyway, I, I I'm, I'm gonna put it to bed. I'm sorry. I hear you. It, it's when you see everything that she's doing, it's like. Why are we focusing on whether or not Elliot's a flamingo? Who cares? You know, it's like there is a wasted opportunity here. Certainly. Is she a flamingo? I don't know. I don't care. Another bird on the runway. Another bird on the runway. I guess, you know, if you insist, Michelle, I think even Elliot was like, yeah, that's what I was doing. Well, Marys, we are we are going to continue our discussion, but uh, before we do that, we're going to take a quick little break. You know what I love? What's that, Mary? I love therapy. Oh, you love her. Love her, need her. Can't get enough of her, which is why we love BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. Tinder wishes. And with phone or video sessions available, scheduling a session is as easy as ordering a pizza. And I do love pizza. I also love that you can send a message to your counselor at any time and actually get a response. And if you want to change counselors, no problem. It's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now. They've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. It's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy, and there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary, and that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And again, that's H-E-L-P. So I think, as we said earlier, you know, there are Jennifer Coolidge in particular has been a missed opportunity on Snatch Game season after season. Um, And it just made me think that there are other folks. You know, it's funny in the list I made, I didn't think of any men. Um, But, you know, what can I say when I think when I think of who would I I think of actresses? That's that's where my brain goes first. And I thought there's so many other women that I would love to see somebody be in Snatch Game. And so um, I feel like. If done right, if like if there was a narrative added, I feel like Kristen Johnson would be a great character because she oh. has that personality and that energy. Okay. And you just have to be able to like the way that got Mick did with Paris, you just have to be able to keep being her, you know? Right. And be able to paint her <clears throat> just like I mean, it was uncanny, that face, right? And it's because Gottmik has painted Paris before. But if you can right. also really 
create the look too. I think that would that would work out well. You know, we've talked about this before, but it's worth mentioning. Like Valerie Cherish is a great Snatch Game character because you can say Lisa Kudrow because clearly you can say Rue McClanahan and be Blanche. So right. it's I agree. I I feel like that's been a missed opportunity. Um, I I don't know. It would be a huge challenge, but I would love to see a Kathy and a Jimmy <laughs> on Snatch Game. Would it? It would just be one of Kathy's characters. Like, I don't know. I think it's like, but I think there's just, she, it's like, if you can get, it's like what RuPaul was saying of like, if you're going to do it on the nose, it has to be impeccable. So I don't think it has to be like Kathy and Jimmy, but oh. she's, you know, like manic. I think it's like, if you can get the voice and the intonation and the inflection, then you just have to be her, you know? Mm-hmm. I think a really good one would be Fleabag. Oh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one that I, if I could do it, I just I would just audition and get on the show and do it. Is I really want to see someone do Laurie Metcalf. <laughs> oh my god, who? Which, you, which Laurie Metcalf? Oh, I mean, I, I think it's you know, I, it's probably you probably want to lean into like an Aunt Jackie, but I think it's the way that she, the way that she kind of stutters and well, you know, and kind of like, you know, touches her face. Like, I think there's a lot of um, wide eyed, a lot of bulged eyes. I think there's a lot of that. I think a lot of like wacky Aunt Jackie that I think would be, uh, if done well, would be great. Mm, wacky, wacky Aunt Jackie. Um, mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire is missing. Yes. I've thought that like, if you could pull that off, Mrs. Doubtfire, if you could say Robin Williams, mm-hmm. um, Jennifer Tilly? Perfect. Right? Perfect. Charmed. Charmed. Yeah. Like, Jennifer, like, it's just sitting there waiting. Like, you just have to get the voice, and you're good as gold. Yeah. And in that similar vein, maybe not, uh, I, I guess you know where I went. Sorry. I You said Jennifer Tilly, and I'm like, Gina Gershon. Oh, sure. And yeah, absolutely. And character, do Crystal Connors. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah. I mean, RuPaul would eat that up you could also do Nomi, right it could be crystal mm-hmm. or Nomi, whichever one maybe they switch halfway through and it's like oh Nomi pushed her down the stairs you know exactly <laughs> oh yeah i mean that, and and if you get the quotes right like rue will appreciate the references yeah she just went I mean, down right that's, that's yeah because rue will rue, you know that rue is just gonna say like oh i love your dress and it's just gonna be like yes. boop right thanks boop. i got it at versace yes, yeah yeah boop, right. boop, boop. there you go Right, or it's like you got great tits. How do you like having them? You know. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it would be oh, that's a great idea. Someone needs to be Elizabeth Berkeley or Gina Gershon or both. Um, or both, <laughs> or really, ideally both. Uh, I would love to see a a, a Jack A. Harry uh, okay. on Snatch Game. Sure. I sure. think again, you just have to get the character and and she. There's so much energy there that you just have to. You just have to kind of slide into it. You know? Oh, she's hilarious. Yeah, no, absolutely. The energy is is what you need to tap into, clearly. Yeah. Um, what about Adora the Explorer? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's always, I'm always thinking of the rules of Snatch Game of like, but if it's a fictional character, how do you get around it? Um, oh, is that, I mean, uh, yes, yes, and there have been fictional characters, right? I Well, I think that they've always kind of, you know, like I think on Drag Race UK, for example, they said it's Matt Lucas, but really it was the character oh, from Little Britain, you okay, know? Okay, okay, um, okay. But I think, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I, I think there's a video on YouTube of Bianca doing Dora the Explorer as yes, a character. Yes, that's what gave um, me the idea. Yeah, yeah it's so yeah. funny. It's so yeah. funny. Um, um, go ahead. 
so Michelle had mentioned her, but I think Rosie Perez it, again oh. is you just have to find that energy mm-hmm. and then just like channel her, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, one that I'm surprised hasn't happened is Kim Cattrall. Oh yeah, yeah. I because it, 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 it's like you lean into just being Samantha, really. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then uh, you could even be uh, Starker Channing. You could be Rizzo. I mean, I would be just so impressed that someone was being Stucker Channing. Like, oh, oh. my God, to to dare to bring Stucker Channing to uh, to Snatch Game, you uh, know? I'm also speaking to RuPaul's kind of aesthetic because that's also something you want to like wink, wink, nod, like nudge, think nudge about at. who you're working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. to the Ru McClanahan way, but like someone that sh- that RuPaul's gonna be like, oh, I'm so happy you did her. You right, know? right. Like, and of like, oh, I'm so glad you know that reference. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the last one I wrote down on my list is I. You know, we haven't seen people play other drag race girls in a while, and I don't always mind that. I know it's kind of like a. Some people are like, ugh, not that. But like, Tammy Brown. Uh, Tammy God, Brown. I so mean, so many quotes. I'll see you in the magazines. So, <laughs> yeah, there's so much you can do because Tammy Brown is just in another universe, so you can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You could go anywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. could do you so much, you could do anything, you know? <laughs> that stupid quote that I don't know now. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Uh, um, I I also want to – I think we've said this before. I think Room was going to do this on Holland, but to be Meryl Streep as Miranda Priestly is – I'm just surprised mm-hmm. it hasn't happened. It It's yeah. a Joan Crawford character that could happen. Um, Sally Field also I think is oh. just – you know, there's so much you can do with a Sally Field. I would I, kind of what makes me think of that is like, again, I keep thinking of like if you can get the voice, you can get the character, you can kind of go anywhere. Is like maybe you could do this, um, Candace Bergen. Oh, you know my impressions. <laughs> I know. I, I bet you're doing the neck right now. Yeah, I, I but am. like. Candace Bergen has such a delivery and such a like I think there's also that too is when you're choosing a character it's like someone who has a very distinct delivery or a very distinct com- comedic timing mm. where it's not about the content of the joke it's about the delivery of yeah. the joke because yes. then you don't have to worry about thinking up a pun you know right or making a reference mm-hmm yeah yeah, yeah. no totally. and I think that's kind of what got Mick did was like oh I don't have to think of like all these references I just have to deliver it how Paris would mm-hmm yeah, and then that's funny, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think that Joan Rivers should be done on U.S. Drag Race, but, you know, yes. Jimbo's was yeah. great, um, rightly but so. But if, if we're going to get three Gagas and two Beyonce's, we might as well get at least two Jones. Yeah, and then, you know, see who see who's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would also love to see someone be Ross Matthews. Oh. Or Carson Kressley, for that matter, but probably Ross Oh, first. Ross would be a great Snatch Game character. You wear the, the velour tracksuit. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I think that that would be – I love the meta of that, of, like, what would – what would be the reference points, you know? Because obviously oh. you, can, you can do the voice and the mannerisms, but I feel like then there's also, like, who would Ross Matthews in Snatch Game be, you know? Well, uh, well part of it would be him being, like, this dumb top, you know, because that's oh, one that, of his jokes, it, yeah. Right, right. It's, like, kind of the way that, yeah, like, subverting those expectations. I mm-hmm. feel like that would be... It's, like, the reason I'd like to see someone else do Michelle Visage on Snatch Game. I think playing with who we know that person to be and who we know well because they're on the show versus who they play them as. Mm, right, right. Uh, there's Miss Piggy that we've been calling for as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that one would be great. In Just waiting. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there is some missed opportunities. I, I think it all depends on who's getting on the show. Many of these people are under thirty, Mary, and it, they just have different reference points. Yeah, it's so many. Like, I feel like whenever it's like a YouTube sensation, I'm like, oh god. Like, <laughs> to be honest. Unless it's Marcel, the show with shoes on, I'm not. Oh, interested. that's a good one. That's a good one. I could oh. probably because that's like the only voice I can do is Marcel, the show with shoes on. Well, uh, let's see if I can do it. Hold on. Now that I'm on the spot, I'm like Olivia. Um, uh, uh, I'm um, uh, um, I'm Marcel and uh, I'm Michelle and um, I think I have a lot of other nice qualities as well. So uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? That's great. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Do you consider yourself to be a funny person? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not. And then convinced. it's just a series of. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not convinced. convinced. Um, I would either do Marcella Shell with shoes on, or I would do John Roberts, and I would be the mom. Character. Oh my god, uh, you and I could both do John Roberts, and we would be in the workroom being like, "No, I'm doing John Roberts." You know, I'm doing John Roberts. Yeah, and we both have a purple robe. <laughs> And then we would audition. We'd have an audition. We'd audition for it. Totally. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yes. The one I wanted. The one I wanted. It's Elizabeth Auden. Elizabeth Auden. Red door. Oh, look at the ducks. (laughs) No, we're going in. We're getting out. We're getting socks. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) What are you beeping at, asshole? (laughs) Uh, But it's like also because like this tree. Good tree. It's a good tree. A lot of presents under that tree. A lot of nice presents. And it's and I think it's that same thing of like I know that and I'm not saying I'm doing a spot on impression, but I know that voice, I know that character. We grew up in the same part of yes. the country where that character comes from. So I don't like I just have to kind of find that voice, and then the rest would yeah. just follow. I would be Dini Rubin. Yeah. I would be Dini Rubin. Yeah, that's what it is. I wouldn't even after a while. It's like oh, I'm not really being John Roberts. I'm just using this to like do the drag I do, which yes. is just. A, a, a woman in New Jersey. Yeah. You know, Mary, I have a couple of fantasy uh, projects for All Right, Mary. Obviously, I would love to have a, a towel dress lip syncing competition one day um, uh-huh. and have, have you know, prominent towel dress uh, judges like that that person on Instagram. That's so funny. Oh, that girl. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh. Um, and she would just be the judge uh, along with, you know, a couple other people. But um, the other one is... To, yeah, to do this, to have our own Dini Rubin suburban mom sketch show. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> yeah, well, and there's, you know, there's a podcast like that. Oh, God, what is it called? And it's these two, you know, these two women who are, you know, comedians and probably way better at it. But they play these, they play these characters. And I'm just looking it up. I'm just vamping a little bit. So go with me while I. No worries. I, no worries. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, when I think about this series now if we're going to go meta with drag race uh there there is a clear top two uh utica i don't think is going to go anymore if i was going to say anybody was the bsa of this episode i would say it's simone um but simone mixing up her jennifers yeah yes but i could also give it to t.s madison mary for for that look alone and the gasp when Simone turned around. But then also mm-hmm. T.S. Madison when she walked in and with that little mask on in the workroom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Certainly. I um, Just to resolve. So the podcast I was talking about earlier was called R- uh, Rana and Beverly. or oh. Rana and Beverly. I don't think they do it anymore. But uh, yes, T.S. Madison. Uh, I had put Simone as my BSA of the week because uh, mixing up her Jennifer's. But 
I was happy to see T.S. Madison again, but every time I see T.S. Madison, I just remember this video I've seen of T.S. Madison just like flopping her big dick around. And so all I think about when I see T.S. Madison is her huge dick. Girl. Good. Yeah. Huge. Just, Lucky you. Yeah. I was like, you could, you could break your nose flopping that thing up and down. You could lose a tooth. Uh, you could. Oh no, that's a that's a stranger with candy quote. Uh, not about the same thing. Um, yeah, you know, Mary. There's one last thing we didn't really talk about. Uh, I I don't know if we necessarily need to, but um, it's the lip sync, um, and and Utica's faces. You know, I, I, Utica has amazing control over her body, and so to go up against a dancer, and not that Elliot did much dancing, um, it doesn't matter that Utica doesn't have dance moves. Utica just knows her body, and I think that's kind of why she won. Oh yeah, I think uh, it, it's it it's so not about you know we've seen so many queens who can dance and it's like okay well you're hitting all the beats but you're not really you know um, you're not really hitting the beats you know that that they're looking for and I think Utica did that thing that RuPaul loves where you kind of subvert the moment and you make a mm. face or you kind of like perform it in some way and I think that's just more interesting than like doing the Running Man you know totally. Um, one oh. little last stray flyaway. You wanted to talk about Pearl Bailey. Yeah, I did. And maybe this will save it for unpopular opinions, but RuPaul had, or maybe we'll cover it here, but you know, Ru, they, RuPaul had that conversation with the judges of like, who would you play in Snatch Game? And Ru said, oh, I'd probably do Pearl Bailey. And I've heard the name before, but I was like, okay, let me see. Let me get a sense. So I watched a couple different videos and then I found this uh, clip of her in like 1960 on the Dinosaur show. And I texted you. I was like, this is like watching Paris is burning and realizing how much of that informs so many of the catchphrases on drag race. Like mm. we've said before, like I think RuPaul and drag is doing a variation of Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford and mommy dearest. I think that's true, but I think another huge part of that recipe and also what we see in Rue out of drag is Pearl Bailey. Oh, it, completely mind blowing the delivery. I think the little nuances, the way that like RuPaul has a kind of like nuanced conversational delivery. It felt like, oh, yes. that's like a Pearl Bailey thing. Yes. Um, oh, the, yes. the phone acting, like all mm. of it. I was like, it was fascinating. And so uh. anyone who's not familiar with Pearl Bailey, like maybe I'll post that clip on Twitter. It was just like, wow. Pearl Bailey is... is so unsung. It's so crazy yeah. because she's not unnecessarily unsung because, you know, she's won awards and people kind of know who she is, but like, kind of forgotten I and I wonder if it has anything to do with her politics you know I have no idea but Pearl Bailey is a treasure and and if she didn't influence RuPaul I'm I would be shocked because she influenced so many performers so yeah, many and, and just even in that one clip like that part uh, where you know Dinah's introducing her and like right. just the timing there she's so funny she's yeah. so fucking funny I was so impressed and obviously he's a beautiful singer um, but just like uh, it's it's kind of fascinating to see those influences and and you know we're talking before about you know a lot of these contestants are younger and are going to pull from like younger references it was kind of fun to see Rue doing the same thing with a much older reference mm, totally well, Marys, I think we're going to end it there. If you have any thoughts on Snatch Game this episode, you can reach out to us on All Right Mary on Twitter. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. You can 
find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. You can also find me on Instagram at johnnyalso or on Twitter at johnnyalso1. And you can hear more of me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, a celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. Um, you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us, including our current recaps of Drag Race UK Season 2, and at our Only Mary's level, our Unpopular Opinions episode, where we're really letting our, you know, uh, let it all hang out like T.S. Madison in that video I mentioned before. Um, and that's just by going to patreon.com slash all right, Mary. I love it. What's our last chance lip sync this week, Mary? I mean, I've been, I've been holding on to it for days and I couldn't wait any longer. I, um, the, I think when we did drag race UK earlier this week, I was like, Oh, you know what I would love? You know what I would love is a last chance lip sync. I need an Orinoco flow lip sync. I need an Enya Orinoco flow lip sync. And we didn't do it that week. And I was like, fine, I'm going to save it. I'm reserving this for a future episode. I lasted three days. I, uh, I'm i redeeming it now. So there's no contextual relevance. I just really want to see a queen do a lip sync to Orinoco flow by Enya. Can I knock the way that you're saying Orinoco? <laughs> if it's not Orinoco, then I don't, then then don't come a knocking. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, and yeah on the runway, you know. Yeah, and yeah on the runway, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're gonna see it. <laughs> yeah. What's keeping that from happening? Only time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a bad bee, and yeah, gonna that's see an Enya song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's that's far and away from me, Mary. So. Um, oh God. That's not um, Enya, by the way. That's not Enya. <laughs> no. And he's like, that's not an Enya song. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that far and away is it remind it's the same genre, right? Is that that movie with Tom Tom and Nicole? Yeah, but the song is Oh yeah. What was that? Was that um... Oh it is Enya. Of course it's Enya. Okay, good. It is Enya. I was like, it it's, is. Called, it's called Book of Days. Sorry. Oh yeah, of uh, course that's Enya. Far yeah. And away. I was like, yeah. I know those words. Yeah. We could be tomorrow. I was like, wait, that is Enya. No, it is Enya. Okay, good. Ugh. I didn't make a oh, bad I didn't make a bad no. reference like I did before. Ugh. Ugh, the Jess Glynn the Jess Glynn <laughs> drama from Drag Race UK. Oh, I love Jess Glynn. Anyway, yes, no, Far and Away by Enya uh would not be good on the runway. Not as good as Ornoco Flow. Yeah. Yeah, so Mary's, we are going to sail away, sail away, sail away into our Unpopular Opinions episode. Um, so uh, if, if you miss it, you'll be Caribbean blue. <laughs> Bye, Mary's. <laughs> Dot scenes. <laughs> <laughs>